millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are going to be spent to promote this and to put it on. And they tell me that a commercial, they tell me that a commercial cost a million dollars in the, uh, in the, to, to run in the Super Bowl. So, you know, um, um, that is, that's a lot of money. And then a lot of people coming together and all of this. What I was thinking about, wouldn't it if we had a, a Super Sunday in America where people came together in stadiums and these people are paying extreme prices for the tickets, their travel, the hotels, the food, the parties, the, the liquor, all of the things that they're spending money for. Wouldn't it be something if we had Christians that would gather together at least once a year like this? It'd be televised around the world. This kind of money would be spent to promote Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. I'm believing for something to happen and something to change in our world where Jesus will be exalted more than the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not against the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'll probably be watching. But, uh, you know, that, that's just the way it is. But, you know, one thing I was really pleased about is the quarterback on the Kansas City team was talking yesterday, and he was telling how he was raised in church and how much he loves God and how much he, he before, the time, before the games, he walks the field and he prays and he asks God to give him strength and asks God to help him and give him wisdom and knowledge. And then he said, not only that, but I attend Bible studies and learning about God and serving God with all of my heart. So, so that lifts my spirit to know that the quarterback, I don't know on other teams, and even he said the coach was a Christian. So I, I don't know about any of them, and I, but I pulled him out just for strictly because I happened to hear him talk on a video and tell, tell what I'm telling you. So anyway, we're just, uh, we're, we're just believing God that uh, there's going to be some great outbreaks of the Holy Ghost here in the United States of America and around the world, and people will be loving the Lord with all of their heart. Amen? Amen. Well, give Jesus one more good praise. Would you do that? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, it's good to see you and the people that are joining us by the different apps that we're on today. Thank you for joining in, and I just pray that God will speak to you right there where you are. And so let's just pray again today. Uh, Pastor Jan prayed this morning when we opened up, but I just want to pray again that God's going to touch you and God's going to touch the people watching. Father, I just ask today for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be upon everyone, wherever they're watching in the world, when they will watch later, these that are here with us in the chapel, and God, I just ask that you will anoint me, and that as, a, as the power of God was flowing here in worship, God, the anointing just came down so strong, let it be that same way, Lord, during this message, I don't want to just preach a sermon, I don't want to just say words, but I want to be anointed with the fire of 
of God in my mouth. I want to speak words of life that will break demon spirits, tear down walls, destroy the yokes, God, that's come against people and believers and let them know that your power is stronger and greater than anything that could be against them. And so, Father, we're believing for a Holy Ghost anointing today to come down in this service and God, for you to touch the people wherever they are and Father, let them be free to worship right there. Say amen or shout hallelujah and feel the same power, feel the same anointing that's right here in this room. Father, we give you glory and we give you praise for touching every heart, healing bodies, saving souls and, and changing thinking and God just causing, causing the glory of God to be manifested in hearts and lives like never before in Jesus mighty name amen and amen Woo. I feel like running around this place oh glory to God glory to God Rosa and and Tracy and, and Joy this morning, I'm telling you, and, and of course, you know, Aaron up here on the guitar and, and Ernie on the, uh, the drums, I'm telling you, I just, I just, I just thought, hmm, I, I, I just thought, I, I'm just going to do a Pentecostal run, but there's not room, so <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, but John Osteen, you know, John Osteen said there'll be a lot of Pentecostals in heaven if they don't run a past it, and so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, we don't do much running, but one thing about it, we do praise God. Amen. Well, this morning, I just want to, uh, I, I don't know if I'll finish today or not, uh, um, this message on attitude, because, you know, I think that, that this is something we deal with every day. Every one of us deals with it every day in one form or another, one way or another. And it can either be good or it can be not so good. Or, or you know, you can just let it, um, you know, it, you can let it go so far ab above you that nobody wants to be around you. And, and I said last week about our attitude, it either draws people or it repels them, one or the other. And so I want my attitude to be the type that draws people to me so that I can, uh, you know, bring life and, and encouragement and, and show Jesus from my lifestyle. Amen? Amen. And so I'm believing God for something good to happen today. And, and, and my title today, or let me just mention, let me just mention it again. I know that Pastor Jim mentioned it to you locally, but to you that are watching, you just saw across the screen, <coughs> across the screen there, that we're right now live on YouTube. We're live on YouTube at the very moment that I'm speaking. And uh, what I'd like for you to do is, uh, you don't need to do it now, but after the service is over, go and subscribe. We need as many subscribers as possible. And then just go right over to the right. Go, you go to YouTube and type in Don Clowers Ministries. Just type in Don Clowers Ministries. And then go over to the right. You hit subscribe, first of all. And then go over and touch that little bell, uh, uh, the button. It says to click the bell, and once you do that, every time we come on, uh, you'll get a notification. Whether you can watch or not, that's okay, but at least you'll get a notification that, that we're live. And this week I plan to do some 
recordings and things to get us where we're on much more. I'm planning to do that this week so that we can have some smaller, lesser things uh, coming uh, to you more often with the gospel. Amen? But today I'm going back on my subject of attitude, and today I'm going to call it mastering your attitude, mastering it. You're, you're the only one that can control it. Um, and if you let somebody else or you blame somebody else, that's your problem because really nobody can control your attitude but you. And I want to start out with a passage of Scripture that you may not understand why I'm using this particular Scripture because it doesn't say anything about attitude, but one thing about it, Paul, in this scripture that I'm, I'm going to read to you, talked about uh, how he had an opportunity, but, but also not only did he have opportunities, but there's adversaries. So everywhere we go every day, you and I, no matter what our, our hopes may be, no matter what our dreams may be, no matter what we're trying to do, Satan is going to find a way to try to get to you personally to get you off of, uh, of the foundation or off of the, the victory. He wants you to, to get lost in circumstances. And he, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, he said, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and notice what he said, there are many adversaries. So I think with all of us, there are many, many open doors. You know, I have open doors all the time. And we have open doors here, right here in Dallas, but there's adversaries that doesn't want our church to be successful, that doesn't want our webcast to be successful. He doesn't want you to be healed. He doesn't want people to be saved. He's, he's always trying to do something one way or the other to stop uh, the opportunities of the gospel being preached. And Paul, actually when he made this statement, you could read verse 8, uh, that, that's just the, the verse before, and he said, I will tarry here in Ephesus until Pentecost. In other words, he was saying, I'm, when, he, when he made this statement, I'm in, I'm in Ephesus right now, but uh, I have an opportunity here in, in Ephesus, but there are many adversaries that's against me. Now, one of the things that happened is God opened a door for the Apostle Paul uh, to minister in Ephesus. And even though God had opened this door, there were many adversaries to come against him, trying to hinder him from doing the will of God or what God had called him to do in that city. And folks, I want to say to you, uh, no matter where I've been, uh, whether it be in Tennessee, Alabama, uh, right here in Dallas, Texas, uh, whether it be in the Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Australia, uh, Africa, or any country that I've been in, Satan's always tried to work through people one way or the other to get to me. 
Amen? See, that's what Satan wants to do is get to you because if he can get you off course, then you won't do what God has for you to do because you're off course. Whether it's your attitude, whether it's your, uh, uh, you know, whether you lose control or whatever. So I want you to keep in mind why I'm reading these scriptures because the Apostle Paul had to watch his attitude no matter what went on. And one of the things about it, Paul's accomplishment in Ephesus was no doubt one of his greatest works as far as revival was concerned. And uh, during the three years that he lived there and worked in Ephesus, Paul established one of the greatest churches in world history. And revival swept through the city and was so massive that the church of Ephesus soon became the most influential, the largest and most uh, influential church in the f first century. Now, think about that. In Ephesus, it, be Ephesus it, it became the largest and most influential church in uh, the, uh, the world at the time because God was moving by his spirit. Now, they didn't have radio. They didn't have the printed page. They didn't have TV. They didn't have anything. But the Holy Ghost brought people in. And so, folks, I appreciate the media. We're using it every way we can possibly use the media to get the gospel out. But I'll tell you, what we need is what we had here in our worship service today where people just lose themselves and forget about the clock and the time and begin to just press into God's goodness and as you begin to press into God's goodness then healing will begin to take place in your mind, in your heart yokes will be destroyed and the goodness and the glory of God will begin to flow through you and you will be a much more flavorable flavorable person you'll have good flavor you'll have you'll have uh you know people will say hmm boy look at they, they just smell good they uh, they just taste good god you know the bible said taste and see for the lord is good now now paul said if uh, let me go back to what paul said he said if you, and, and and if i want you to notice this and if you look at the greek words in the scripture you'll see that paul called it an opportunity now the scripture says um the scripture said it's a, an effective door, but the Greek said it was an opportunity. Now, many people have opportunities, but they had adversaries. Now, now Paul called it an opportunity, but what, a comp, what accompanies opportunities? What accompanies opportunities? I'll just tell you. He said there are many adversaries. Now the word adversary coming from the Greek actually means there are, listen to this, the word adversaries coming from the Greek actually means there are literally, or their forces literally lying around, no, lying around, pitted against you and just waiting for the opportunity to strike. Now listen, this is part of the, the, the meaning for coming from the Greek. These sneaky, sinister powers lie in wait to deceive, attack, or, or pry away your opportunity to succeed. 
Satan does not want any one of you to have a victorious day. He does not want any one of you to go through the day with your head up being, being in praise and worship and acknowledging the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Satan's job is to try and sneak around and find that loophole where he can jump in and get you off course. Is anybody listening to me right now? See, this is one reason, one of the reasons a person should learn to master their attitude in every situation that comes because Satan is lying in wait to deceive, attack, pry away your opportunity to, to succeed. And, and what, what will he do? He'll use someone or something trying to distract you from your sweet place in God. Amen. Well, I tell you, I like to be in the sweet place. You know, in my prayer time this morning, in my prayer time, you know, not every time in prayer time does it seem like, boy, boy this is just wonderful and I, I, I just love it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's praying by faith. You know, sometimes there is no feeling, there is no anointing, there is nothing. But you know, you just go ahead and do the praying anyway. But this morning is one of those mornings, early this morning when I got up and I was there praying and I had my prayer list. I'm telling you, the glory of God began to come down the power and the anointing was all just flowing through me and I began to pray in the spirit I prayed for people that I knew people that I don't know I prayed in the spirit and the Holy Ghost was praying the will of God so I'm telling you folks something good is going to happen in your life today something good today is going to take place and yokes are going to be destroyed power and that old sneaky line, you know, just like a line will sneak up on his prey and just wait for the moment that he can go and get his prey. Well, it's just like the devil. He's out there right now trying to get you. Don't, I'm not talking about your kids now at the moment. I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about a church member somewhere that you don't like. I'm talking about you right now and me. Satan is trying to sneak up on us and catch us is off guard yes. Yes. <laughs> remember he's just waiting for you to give him a place to strike He's waiting for you to mess up. He's waiting for you to, to let something happen. As I said, he'll use someone trying to distract you from the sweet place in God. And remember, he's just waiting for you to give him a place to strike. Now I want to say it again. He's sneaky and he's like a lion waiting for his prey. You know, I've been to Africa and I've been on safari and, and I've been out where, where there's a, um, a, a pride of lions and, you know, we went out at night and, and we watched and we had lights and we saw how that they would wait, just wait for a, an animal to come by and then you'd see this lion uh, or tiger or whatever. They, they call it the big five. And I, I was blessed and privileged to see the big five. But I'd watch them just wait and wait and wait. And then when an antelope or something would come out, man, I mean, they would go with all of their might and get that antelope or whatever they was, what was, was going to attack. Well, that's what Satan is doing. He's just, he's just standing around looking at you. 
waiting to see you miss the mark or slow down just a little bit and whatever he can do someone or somebody is going to send by to get you upset and to get you off course is anybody here now notice, I'm, I'm going to read this from the Message Bible about what I'm going to read now because it, it, the, the, the way it says it here is in today's uh, language in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, he says, keep a cool head. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil poised, now notice, the devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. Keep a firm grip on the faith. You know, I was talking here Tuesday night about putting on the whole armor of God and teaching people how to do that and what I did each day and I do this daily. Well, Satan doesn't want you to be prepared. He wants you to not spend time in prayer, not go to church, not watch us on, on uh, YouTube or whatever or Facebook or uh, any of the apps that we're on. He wants people to get lost in their daily chores and work and not have the power of God to resist the enemy. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you, but you can't resist him if you've been listening to him and talking his language all day. See, if you've been entertaining Satan all day, then how in the world are you going to be able to resist him? Because you're getting, you just drop down to his level. I'll tell you, Christians have dropped down to that level long enough. It's time, see, he says in Isaiah chapter 55, God's ways is not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts, but we need to be reaching higher for God's thoughts and God's ways. Amen? Amen. Now listen, when someone lies to you, cheats you, or does you wrong? Sometimes, do you have a negative attitude and do you want to try to get even for what they've done? I'm just asking the question. One thing I found out, if I'll keep a good attitude and in the process, God will help me, take, uh, help me to take matters, in the process, God will help me to not take matters in my own hands and the person who did me wrong will reap what they sow. It may take a while, but eventually they will. Amen? amen. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, I just had about three weeks ago, a little over tomorrow before week, uh, I, I, you know, I had somebody, my wife met someone in Walmart and, and, and then they came on and in our house and they was promises and all this stuff. They was going to reduce some things in our bills and all of this kind of stuff when I say bills in TV and internet and, and, and you know, our security system and, and, uh, and you know, I fail to, to do some checking. You know, I normally don't, don't let that happen to me, but I, I failed to do some checking. And uh, these people just 
uh, lied to me to no end, and I went ahead and signed up, and, and I signed up for three years, and, and, and you know, right now, it looks like I'm going to be paying more, but you know what? Instead of, instead of lashing out, I'm keeping my cool, folks. I'm keeping my cool, and I'm just, I'm just kind of walking around praying in the Holy Ghost and, and doing some research and searching. And, and, and you know what? The person that did this to me, what they made or will make through the process of time, you know, the Bible said they'll reap what they sow. Now, I'm normally more aware, and you know what? I talked about Tuesday night, how I heard the voice not to do this, but I listened to the wrong voice because they kept, you know, the persons were, were so good at sales, you know, and I'm usually smarter than this, and usually, as I said, but I let myself listen to the wrong voice. Now, because I listened to the wrong voice, I could get a bad attitude towards these people, and I could begin to, you know, do a lot of things that's only going to uh, make things worse. Now, that doesn't mean I'm just standing here not doing anything. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm not doing it with a bad attitude, and I'm not doing it with anger. And I said, Lord, would it be possible that you could help me lead this man to Jesus that come in my home and barefaced lied to me? He saw me. He was just like that line that I'm talking about. He said, I got me a prey. And boy, I mean, he latched on to me. But you know what? He didn't kill me. He didn't kill me and he's not going to eat me. He thinks he did and he thinks he's going to eat me. And he thinks it's all going to be and he's going to make this commission over three years, you know. But you know what? God's on my side because I didn't cuss him out. I didn't call. I got his number. And I didn't call him up and cuss him out. And I'm, I don't do that. But I didn't call him a bunch of names and say a bunch of stuff and all the stuff. I'm just waiting on the Holy Ghost to give me wisdom to take step by step, and I really prayed, God help me to find a way to witness to him, and it would be wonderful, Lord, if you'd help me to lead him to Jesus so he wouldn't be out, so he wouldn't be out uh, scamming other people and lying to other people and pulling them into his scheme and promising them things to lower their cable and TV and so forth. But you know what? Uh, I, I just believe God. I'm just telling you, I'm just like you now. I have, see, here Satan saw that loophole and he tried to get me, but instead of me losing my cool, oh, Oh my! He, he took me off a, a little while on my thought patterns, and my thought patterns was hard to pull back. I just, I just constantly had to worship. I just constantly had to read to pull my, pull my, pull my thinking back because someone took advantage of of my trust. See, when you trust, you need to know who you're trusting. I didn't know who I was trusting, but I do trust God. And even though I made a mistake trying to do the right thing, I believe God's going to help me. Now, I, I, I didn't know I was going to share that this morning. I, I really didn't know I was going to share this. But I just want you to know that Satan is always looking for a way. But, and he wanted to use this to get me all out of sorts to where I couldn't stand up here on Sunday morning with a good 
conscious and I couldn't stand up here without guilt and, and without condemnation but I'm standing here today without guilt without condemnation because I did not allow the enemy to, to bring me into his world I'm staying in the world of the Holy Ghost and God's at work right now God's at work right now on your behalf even if you've made a mistake somewhere or you've done something wrong and you've turned it over to God whoo I tell you I, I feel the Holy Ghost I feel the power of God not just about this but I feel the power of God that somebody right now is is tearing down strongholds demon powers is moving families are going to be restored the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to come in a way that you cannot even believe Ephesians 3.20 he's able to do exceedingly Woo. see one of the things we have to do is start our day and finish our day with uh, guarding our attitudes start our day and end our day guarding our attitudes and we should remember now listen to what I'm going to say we should remember the first step in learning how to master your attitude is to recognize the events or situations that trigger your negative attitude see you gotta you gotta see where the weakness is that when you lose it what is it that triggers you to lose your attitude well you know years ago this would have happened to me uh, I'd have been looking this guy up <laughs> I'd have been looking this guy up and well, I already know where he is but I'd be going to him and and um, you know I'd be taking somebody with me or something you know but this this doesn't happen anymore you know when I was a kid when I was a kid let me just tell you this uh, I, I was in high school and there was this big old guy there and 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 I'll never forget his name his name's Harold and and Harold you know uh, he was always harassing me he was always harassing me and I don't know why he was always harassing me, but anyway, I remember one day I just looked up at him, and boy, I mean, I said, pow, pow, pow. Well, he was just standing there, you know. Nothing was happening, and he just turned around. I mean, you know, I mean, I, did, I, I was a little guy, and he was this big old guy. I mean, I was just powering away, and all at once he just goes, boom. <laughs> He hit me in the nose, broke my nose. That's why it's crooked today. And uh, he broke my nose, and I fell on the floor in a puddle of blood. And, and finally our teacher came and got it done, you know. And so I thought to myself, oh, boy, you might have broke my nose, and you might have got by with this. But I'll tell you, you ain't going to get by with it long. So I went and got some boys after my nose healed. And we found him going down the road, and we jumped him, and we beat that poor guy to, to, to no end. And then he happened to get a job being the grocery delivery boy for, for the, uh, our, our area, so he had to pass my house all the time. And I'd just stand and wait for him, because he was scared of me now. He was scared of me now because I got a bunch of boys and we, we did some stuff to him, you know. And so I'd have big rocks in my hands and, and he'd say, oh, please, 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 please don't do this. I got a job to do. And I'd throw those rocks and hit him with those rocks. And, and uh, you know, I, I just want you to know uh, what kind of attitude... <laughs> 
I mean, that, that poor guy, and I'd go into the store, and if he was there, he'd, he'd run over, and he'd run over to his boss, and he said, ah, he said, and he, all he had to do was just pow. That's all he had to do. But he was uh, scared of me because I got some boys and we beat him up. Well, we need to keep Satan on the run, not with the wrong attitude in us, but we need to keep him to where he's not always going to be coming down our block. Amen? Now, see, if, if I was that person, that's what I would be doing right now. But you see, I've learned that that's not the way that God works. See, all these people that's angry and mad, saying stuff and doing stuff and trying to get even, they're the loser. They might have been the victim, but they wind up being the loser because they're with the wrong attitude. Now, if you recognize the pattern, you can begin to be proactive and actually... Master your attitude in advance to be more prepared to stay in control. See, even though I made a mistake, even though I made a mistake in what I'd signed, even though I made a mistake, I stayed in control with my attitude. Even when they came in my house again, I, I could have, ooh, I could have done, but you know what, I just stood there I just ministered. I just loved. Somebody said, now, that, don't be wise. I, I'm, I'm being wiser than you know. Yes. But see, my attitude, my attitude is very important in how I handle this to what God does for me to help me back. Amen. 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 Now, who or what is it that pushes your buttons at work or home or your relationship. Who is it? What is it? What relationship is it that pushes your buttons and you lose control of your attitude? See, recognize where it is that pushes your button. See, maybe it's someone that you're on the phone with. Maybe you've been overcharged with something or it could be some technical support or whatever. And, and, you know, maybe some, you're, you, you're trying to book an airline ticket or whatever. Just, I, I don't know, there's all kinds of things. And I know you, the, the other day I was on, online for an hour, on, talking to someone for an hour about technical support for what I needed on my computer. And, you know, I was there for an hour, and the person was so rude. Oh, they were so rude. See, if I, if I would have come unglued with my attitude, I wouldn't have got resolved, you know? And, and I could go on and on, but how many times, maybe you've been overcharged and you call somebody, and boy, I mean, you, you, they're not saying something good's about to happen to you, you know? And, and you get your tone of voice the same as theirs, and, you know, all it does is just cause an argument, and, 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 you know, somebody hangs up on somebody, and there's no resolve. Well, you see, mastering and controlling your attitude and, and learning to do that in advance is what's important. Uh, many outstanding people that you and I would probably know in our lives have faced trials that they've overcome by persisting 
with godly attitudes. Godly attitudes will help you persist and overcome when you allow yourself to be uh, built on the rock. You know, I was, I was doing an interview this week on, on somebody else's internet, and I was talking about E.V. Hill, Pastor E.V. Hill, he's gone to heaven now, and I'm, I remember Brother Hill used to say, uh, he said, I'm standing on that rock. He said, when things get bad, when, when, you know how Brother Hill could talk, man, I'm telling you, he could just, he could just, whoo, he could just bless you so much. Anybody know who E.V. Hill was? I'm telling you. Uh, Huh? You looked him up? Oh, couldn't he? He could preach. Oh, he could preach. And he gets to go and he said, you know, oh, he said, you know, the, the, he said, uh, when something comes and the storms comes, he said, I may rock and I may reel, I may roll, but he said, that rock stands still. He said, I may move, but the rock will never move. So I'm telling you folks, get on the rock of Jesus Christ with your attitude, you know, uh, sometimes husbands and wives, children and whatever you know sometimes children boy do they have an attitude Woo, do they have an attitude I'm telling you I could go on and on and give you examples of people's attitude and, and kids and, and parents and husbands and wives but you know what all it does is destroy your moments all it does is destroy your hours all it does is destroy you know sometimes husband and wife they get into it before work and, and then they go to work and all day long they're going thinking about how what they're going to say when they get home <laughs> their whole day is miserable because they're in, the, they're in the mess they're in the yuck thinking about what they're going to say or what they're going to do and what they said and what I'm going to say anyway you know Many of most of Paul's most of Paul's epistles was written from prison, and you know we don't we don't really read throughout the New Testament where Paul lost control with his attitude. We see, you know, when he was standing before King Agrippa, and I'm just about finished with my new book, just about finished. I got all the chapters done. The editing is, is almost processed, and I'm going to print this book. And I had a good time just reading my book. I just enjoyed my book yesterday. Wow, I did. I just sit there and I'm, I'm thinking, ooh, this is good. Ooh, this is good. This is good. This is good. And, and I, I, you know, I started off with the scripture in Acts 26 and 2 where Paul said, he was standing before King Agrippa and he said, oh, King Agrippa, I thank myself happy. You know, and so, you know, he, he's, he was in jail so many times and beat with rods and beat with whips and shipwrecked and I talked about the other day how that he was bit by a snake but he just shook it off in the fire you know Paul we don't read about him losing control we read about him 
staying consistent and faithful. And, and you know, Paul really went through a lot of different things. We all go through things, but if we'll go back to the Bible and read the Bible and see how people did. And so Paul, in most, when, when, did you know when Paul wrote in, in Philippians 4 and 4, when he said, rejoice always again, I say rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Rejoice. Come on, say it like you mean it. Rejoice. Oh, there you go. And when do you rejoice? Always. Now, what do you do? Rejoice. When? Always. Now, let me say it again. What do you do? Rejoice. When? Always. Oh, let me just ask you again. What do you do? Rejoice. Well, when? Always. Okay. Did you get it? Did you get it? All right. Remember when you don't feel like rejoicing and you feel like punching somebody in the nose. <laughs> when you feel like punching somebody in the nose or kicking them where it hurts, you know. Uh, remember, remember what the Bible says. Rejoice. And Paul was in prison. And Paul even said in one place, he said, I'm in prison, but the word of God is not bound. And, and then the, 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 I think the message Bible says the word of God was not in prison. Amen. See, he was in prison, but he said the word of God is not bound. So no matter what your circumstances is, the circumstances doesn't have to control you because you've got the word of God and the word is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, uh, I'm going to talk about people, right, just two or three people here that were not necessarily, uh, I don't know if they were believers or not, but anyway, Abraham Lincoln was born in poverty but became the president of the United States of America because no matter what people said, no matter what his wife did, he just kept going right on. Uh, Roosevelt, he was struck with, uh, with uh, paralysis. But you know what? He didn't let the paralysis stop him and feel sorry for himself. He went on. And there are untold, inspiring stories of people who did not give up when something bad happened. Uh, where, where, where's another microphone? Is there another microphone around here for somewhere close? Gracie, I'll come up here just a minute. Uh, just bring that microphone with you when you come up. You know, Graciela has been coming to our church for a long time. And, uh, you know, uh, just come on up here with me. Huh? And, uh, you know, she's faithful. She is faithful. She's a tither. She's a giver. She serves. Except when she's running off. <laughs> you got the spirit of robe of anybody I've ever seen. I, I see on Facebook you're in Houston or Baytown, and then you're in Florida, and then you're here, they're there, and everything. And I look out and see you're not here, and boy, I mean, this woman can, and, and she drives, she drives, she, she, she very seldom flies, That's but true. she drives here and there, but you know, she's been on the job for a long time, and, and you know what, but, but what, what happened recently? Well, recently, I have to say how great God is. Uh, God is so great. I was called in on Friday, and I was told that I have been promoted, uh, and uh, there's an increase with it, and I qualify for an annual bonus. Woo! So I'm ready to retire now. 
no. No, I'm just so grateful that God has really um, done but now, blessing. But now, that didn't come without many times oh, of your goodness. attitude being challenged. Is that correct? That is correct. My attitude was challenged many, many times in my job. And... Um, Pastor has been preaching a lot on attitude, and a lot of the, what you're saying today is so true. I've experienced all of that. And sometimes uh, attitude, I had to really look at myself. There were times when I had to um, check myself and say, Oh, Lord, how do I respond to this? How do I do it? Because there were times when my attitude would get really touched. <laughs> so, so I would well, they get touched. And so then I had to come back and, and seek God and seek his word and listen to uh, uh, preaching and, and, and look at the word and say, okay, I need to keep moving. And it was a long trial. Yes. It was years of trial. But, but then all of a sudden God just turned situations around and gave me favor and uh, the higher people started looking at things that I was doing. And God showed me things to do. And I just went ahead and did what God, I followed what God was telling me to do. And it, it got noticed. It got noticed. And I give God all the glory for that. I give God the glory. And I had to change my attitude about, I always wanted to get promoted because you make more money. But at one day, I had to change that, and I said, it cannot be about the money. Mm. It cannot be about that. If I'm, promotion comes from above, yes. not from man. Yes. And so if I was going to focus on money, that's not why God would promote me. I had to change that. It had to be for my job. God put me there. How was I going to glorify God? Yes. Because I have to trust God for my... And you got more responsibility exactly, now. Exactly. You got more responsibility. Exactly. You got more people that's going to be under you. Yes. And you have to answer to the high up for these yes. people. Yes. And so, you know, I, I, I really, I, I wanted her to come because I'd heard about this. And, and just say that, you know, she said her attitude got touched. Well, what she's saying is a few times I lost it. <laughs> and... Um, and, and, you know, but here she is realizing, she said after I, she didn't use the term I did, she said after my attitude was touched, I had to come back and get it back right. Yes. And now it's even going to be more challenging. Yes, it is. It's going to be more challenging, but I'm trusting God because he put me here for a reason. He put me in this position for a reason. It's to bring him glory. And so I trust God to help me. To do the job. And see, she didn't get the promotion. I mean, she didn't get the promotion just to get more money. She was for a while wanting it to get, and who wouldn't want more money? I mean, we know we all want more money. But if that was the only motive, see, she wouldn't be able to keep her attitude from being That's touched. True. I had to change my motive. Yes. I had to change had that. Change. And see, God knows the motives of our heart, and yes. he knows when the motive got to where, hey, I just want to be promoted to do a good job and help this yes. company and be a good employee. And yes. then what comes with it? Favor and increase. Amen. 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 Give her a big hand. You can take that back with you. Just give her a big hand. Now, uh, maintaining a good attitude starts each day. It starts each day. Get yourself ready spiritually and emotionally. See, many people get up. 
get their shower, and, and you know, I, Pastor Sharon gets up, gets her shower, and gets in front of the mirror, and, you know, she fixes her face and does all that stuff, you know. And then when she walks out, I'm saying, wow, look at you, you know. Uh, but you know what? Before she gets her shower and before she gets her face made up, she gets her heart right with God. She, she starts out praying, starts out reading the Bible. And the same with me. I don't just jump up and shower and go do my day. I get up and, and, and of course pray and read first. And then, but see, many people only get the outside ready, but the inside is, is, is not ready. How, how much do people spend on the outside but don't spend any time on the inside? See, this is what's important. Take time to recharge yourself. Find ways of re replenishing what you've used because you know what? You use up stuff through the day. You know, Joy back there, Joy is a, a, a flight attendant. And, and uh, Joy, is there time that you have to recharge your attitude? What? Bring me the microphone. Bring me the microphone. Come here. Come here real quick. Bring me the microphone. Give her the microphone. Come on up here, Joy, real quick. Now, we, we, we won't talk about what airline or nothing like that, and we're not going to bring anything, but, but uh, come on up here, sweetheart. Okay. okay. Now, what did you just say? So I said that the lavatory is my sanctuary. Okay? That's where I go in. I have to get my attitude right. I got to go in and worship. I got to go in and say, Holy Spirit, I need a do-over because I didn't do that right. <laughs> I didn't say that right <laughs> many times. Well, I, I'm sure that everybody that walks on the plane, they're just so sweet and just so so good, and especially so their, especially when they're putting their bags up there, or somebody else yes. got their seat or got their spot yes. or something, or or the flight attendant didn't do what they expected, or y'all are late, or the plane's mm -hmm. late, or something. I'm sure you get the brunt of it, and other flight attendants get the brunt of it. Is that right? That's right. That's right. We get all of it. And how do you do that when somebody is you had you hadn't done one thing wrong all you did is come to work but these people are blaming you okay so Graciela truth telling okay <laughs> I'm gonna be right with you when I first became a flight attendant I was not patient my attitude was not good okay over time really the Lord has had to help me like just structure my thinking you know, so instead of it, and I was just really about me. I was like, they said that to me? They did that to me? That lady just brushed past me and hit me like that? You know, everything was me-centered, honestly, honestly, when I first started the job. And so, like, just over the years, the Lord has just, like, changed, me, changed my thinking. And that only happens through the Word renewing the mind in the word okay which is the rock but anyway yes. we gonna keep going so now I'm not so me 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 because like Graciela said God has let me know joy you're here for my glory you're supposed to be because you are my daughter you are a child of the light and you're supposed to represent me and you're supposed to exhibit the character of my son, mm. my beloved, mm. you know, who is our Savior and mm. our Lord Jesus Christ. So now, 
transitioning from me, me, me. They said that to me. They did that to me. You know, um, whatever. Now I'm like, Lord, I'm here for you Amen. first. And then I'm here for these people to provide a service, to provide safety, to provide comfort. So when an an action is exhibited towards me that is not favorable. Yeah. Did I say that correctly? That's really good, <laughs> That is really good. I understand that, Lord, that wasn't about me. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what it is that they encountered before they stepped on this plane. But, Father, let me be a light for your glory so that they can experience your love, your presence, your goodness through me. So that, that mind change, that attitude change, because it was horrible when I first started. Well, uh, you can take that back okay. there. See, see this, is a, this is what we all have to realize that, that I said, learn what touches your buttons. Learn where you lose control is the first place of beginning to get it in control. And then Joy said sometimes the lavatory is her worship center. It's her worship place because somebody sometimes does something and uh, uh, takes an action that she's not responsible for towards her. And so instead of, of her letting her attitude get on get on them, you know, uh, they go into the, she goes to the lavatory and prays, you know. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were on an airplane, and, 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 you know, when Pastor Sharon and I travel, we don't sit together. You easily sit on aisles, because I don't like the middle, and she doesn't like the middle. And so, we, we get aisles, and so, uh, we, we were, and this, this flight attendant didn't keep a good attitude. And anyway, she was passing by, and we was wanting, I, I, she gave me water and, and a cookie or something. I don't know what she gave me, but anyway, Pastor Sharon, she passed her and ignored her. And so Pastor Sharon touched her. I guess you're not supposed to touch a, a flight attendant, I don't know, but she, Pastor Sharon touched her. She turned around and looked at her, and she said, don't you ever do that to me again. Boy, I mean, she lit into her, and, and you know, I'm thinking, you know, hold on here. Uh, I, I, my attitude was touched, <laughs> but I but I I didn't let it show. And she turned around and and then she went to the main main flight attendant and she said that woman hit me so hard. Talk, talking about Pastor Sharon said she hit me so hard. She said uh, I I I just am hurting so bad because. Excuse me, my wife, Pastor Sharon, opinion. all she did was touched her and said, hey, I'd like some water. And you know what? Uh, when she got, I went ahead and was getting off of the plane. I didn't notice. Well, they stopped her. Well, you know, Pastor Sharon could have had a bad attitude towards this lady, but she just decided that it's not worth losing my attitude because she lost hers. Amen. Folks, I said the devil is sneaky. He's lying there. That word adversaries coming from the Greek means that he's sneaky and he's trying to find the loophole to get her attitudes touched, as Gracie Ellis says. <laughs> find ways of replenishing yourself when you've been used up and 
Joyce said, I go to the lavatory. And this is why it's good to set aside time to read the Bible, read the Gospels, read Psalms, and read Proverbs, and then pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Especially if there's somebody on your job that you know that just is out for you. I mean, and that happens in the workplace all the time. And it even happens in churches and ministries. You know, in ministries, there's people that's wanting to go higher up and be close to the ones that's higher up. And, and so they do things all the time to sneak around and do things. But, you know, be prepared in advance that Satan is out to find a way to get through to you. You know, let me give you a little story. A pastor had an elderly lady in his church, and he said she was like a magnet because everybody in the church was just drawn to her. And, um, you know, just, just she was so loving and kind. But when he got to know her, um, Better, he was surprised of how difficult her life had been. She had cared for an invalid husband for 10 years who had been mean to her for 10 years before he passed on. And then her married children brought her a lot of heartache over the years. But she, he said she remained a cheerful and loving person with a great sense of humor Finally, the pastor asked this lady what her secret was, and she replied, it was simple. When she got up each morning, she had two choices, be happy or unhappy. Wow. So remember, you have a choice about your attitude. You have a choice. And, and I'm going to have to start winding this down. Uh, and as I do, remember this, having godly attitude doesn't mean that we're in denial or that we don't grieve our losses or that we don't feel pain when we're done wrong and taken advantage of like Pastor Sharon and I was. We were taken advantage of because we trusted. But it does mean we should remain thankful to God when we've made a mistake, when we've done wrong. We need to rejoice in the reality that he'll work things out for our good in time but you see if we try to get even if we try to take charge with the wrong attitude now I'm not saying you don't defend yourself now I've not said that you don't defend you you, you defend yourself but you defend yourself with the right attitude and when you defend yourself with the right attitude God makes a way see I told you when we were in Hawaii and and we were flying to, we were flying to um, Western Samoa to do a big pastors conference, and we were taking I don't know I had eight or ten people on the team with me, and we were in Honolulu, Hawaii, and and we were getting the next plane, and here in Dallas we had checked everything, and. Some had been paid for and whatever, but we were taking sound, part of the sound system, we were taking a lot of stuff because we're going to this small country, Western Samoa. You know, there's American Samoa and then there's Western Samoa, which is a total different little country that's about a 30-minute flight from Samoa to Western Samoa. Uh, 
the, the Samoans can, the American Samoans can go to Western Samoa, but Western Samoans can't come to America Samoa. Anyway, I'm getting out of my, my thought pattern here. But anyway, we were going to this little country to do a conference. I'd always wanted to go and do one there. The people there are so beautiful and wonderful and loving. I mean, but anyway, we was in Hawaii, and, and you know, the guy said, all this luggage, and not luggage, but all this stuff's not getting on the plane. I said, well, and we checked it in Dallas, we paid, we did everything, and here's all the documents. He said, I don't care what you got. I mean, I wasn't up there, Tim was, my son. Tim was up there, and I, I don't know, I think David later went and two or three other in the team, and they wouldn't do nothing, you know, and, and, and Tim got his attitude touched. <laughs> Tim got his attitude touched and, and uh, kind of lost it a little bit. Well, the guy got his attitude touched, and he kind of lost it a little bit. So here they are up there going, and I'm thinking, i got to get this stuff to Western Samoa some way. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we had a keyboard or not. I don't remember, but I know it was a lot of stuff. And, um, and because we'd stopped in Hawaii for the night, or two nights, whatever it was, you know, it didn't get shipped straight on through. So... Anyway, this, this guy was just, it ain't going. So finally I walked up and I thought, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom here. Because we paid. We paid. <clears throat> and um, I said, Lord, give me wisdom. So I went up and I said, you know, I, I, I know we got a dilemma here and we got a problem here. And, uh, <clears throat> and I said, I'm sorry that, that, whatever is going on, and, and I know you're just trying to do your job, but would you do something for me? Would you put yourself on this side of the counter that I'm standing on for a minute? What would you want me to do for you if you were in my situation? He said, well, I hadn't thought of that. He said, I just thought of the rules. I said, we hadn't broken any rules. But he said, well, it's not going. I don't care what you say, it's not going. So I just stood there and I, I was saying to him, I said, you know, uh, I can only uh, tell you I'm doing my best and I'm not insulting you. I'm not trying to tell you you're not doing your job. But once again, what would you do? What would you want me to do if I was over there and you were over here? He said, well... I would, want, I would want you to put my stuff on the plane. I said, was that so difficult? He said, no, it's going to Western Samoa. And if you have a problem there when it's coming back, that's your problem. But I'm going to go ahead and send it to Western Samoa. Well, we didn't have a problem on our way coming back. It was just someone that got their attitude touched. See, your attitude is most critical during tough times. Your attitude is most critical during tough times. And that's when we're tempted to panic, make bad attitude decisions, and it's not so much what is happening to us, it's what we let happen in us at that moment of time. And how many people lose jobs 
Graciela, you could have lost that job lots of times because of stuff that has gone on with people. When I say people, nobody that I know that I'm talking about, I'm just saying. But again, she chose, even though when a few times her attitude got touched, <clears throat> fix it and then go on. So as I close here this morning, uh, there's so much that I could, could talk about. What do you do? Let me just finish with this. What do you do? Do you lose control of your attitude? Or do you keep a good attitude during the tough times? During the tough times. My wife and I are dealing with this thing. And the thing that I have really prayed in tongues and prayed about, I've prayed for these people. But I prayed more harder for me to stay in the right attitude so God can give me the wisdom to come above and, uh, and them be the ones that realize because they lied and cheated, they lied and cheated us, that somehow God will see my heart, my motives, that I'm a tither, we're a tither, we're a giver. And that somehow we're not going to lose. We're going to get out better than we were even promised. Amen? Amen. So, what do you do? I'm closing with this thought. What do you do when a situation comes that's, that you necessarily didn't cause or you let yourself be pulled into it like I did? Do you lose control with your family, with your kids, or whatever? Do you lose control? Or do you let the Holy Spirit help you? I'm not saying not defend yourself and be, be strong. But don't let attitude be the things that you use to try and fix the problem. You can't fix a problem with a wrong attitude. You have to fix the problem with the right attitude. Amen? And with Pastor Sharon and me, it's the right attitude that's kept us almost 58 years. March 31st will be 58 years we've been together. We've been married, not together. We've been married. And we have been together, but we were married before we were together. And so, uh, you know, you hear on television when we've been we were together five years, but we've been married for 15. And we were together five years, and we got a 20-year-old kid, you know. Uh, that's not what I'm saying, you know. Anyway, um, uh, what I'm saying is that we realize when there's something between us of, of disagreement, that a wrong attitude does not fix the disagreement. A right attitude is what we begin with to restore and repair what we need to fix. Even with our children, it's the same. And, and our grandchildren, it's the same. So remember, wherever you are, do the right thing. Graciela, you got, I'm not Graciela, but Rosa, you got something you can just help us out here and worship here just a minute. No, Lord, make a way. Oh, I love it. I know the Lord will make a way.
the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Come on now. If I live the holy life, shun the wrong and do what's right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. Isn't that wonderful? I sense his presence right now. I just sense his presence right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's let's let God fix some things. Let's let God heal some things. And Rosa, you can do it. You can do it better than me. So you just do it one more time. Everybody sing with her. Come on, let's let's let, let's worship. Let's let the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody, just stand up and let's worship. Come on. You at home. You at home. Worship with us right now. Just worship with us right now. Father, I just believe right now that you're working a work in the thoughts and lives of people. That somehow they're realizing that in your, Jesus, in your worst moments, you never lost your attitude. We see the Apostle Paul never lost control. But he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Father, we worship you. We love you. We thank you for salvation. And God, I just pray over the loved ones of our, our families that are out there in the world, that are, that are going the way of the world, that's lost, God, that somehow... Each one of us, whoever we are with our families, that we will display Christ to them in every situation. They'll see Jesus in us. And instead of feeling condemned when they come against us or come around us, Father, or ignore us or not come around because they know of our lifestyle, that somehow we will draw them in with the love and they'll want what we have. Father, I just pray for people that's watching right now that have missed the mark with their attitude. I pray God that they will see where they've missed the mark and they will turn things around and walk in your peace and your joy. And I pray, Lord, for those that are lost. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I come to you now. I ask you to forgive me. I repent of my sin. Jesus, I make you Lord and Savior of my life. Right now, I give my whole heart and life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for changing my life. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Now, today is Mission Sunday, and I told you that we, we support different people in different places. And um, David, if you could just, we got a few pictures of, of Josie ministering to children, and the parents, rather, of children with autism. And where this ministry is so powerful, these children that have autism, and I say this with much compassion. I don't understand what a parent goes through because of the challenge that the child has. And, and this is Josie in the picture there, and there's one of the schools. She actually goes into public schools. She can actually preach. She has support groups and things that you're seeing there, and they do, do lots of stuff. This is in the Philippines. This is Josie and her son, Raphael. And uh, uh, Raphael has autism, but he couldn't speak, he couldn't talk, he couldn't communicate. But now he talks, he, he goes to school, and, and this, we support her every month. Uh, Josie, there she is in the, 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 the picture there on the left side of the screen. Josie was the first person we ever hired in our office in the Philippines. Uh, when my son Tim uh, left and went to the Philippines to live. Uh, and Josie learned the Word of God so much. During the time she was working for us, because she had to come to a lot of my crusades, and then, of course, Tim in the office teaching, ministering, and then our staff began to grow as, as the ministry began to grow in the Philippines. And, and anyway, she, I don't know how long she stayed with us, but she went on and did other things, got married, and God gave her this beautiful child, Raphael. And I've met Raphael uh, several times, and then Raphael is growing and increasing, and just and she's bringing change. And I, I got a text from her this morning, and she said, Pastor, every one of the people that came to the meeting last night, she said, every one of them gave their heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? Uh, and she calls her children that she ministers to awesome kids, but she doesn't spell it A-W. Uh, she spells it A-U-S-M. Yeah. Yes, that's the way she. Yeah, that's the way she. That's the way she spells it. And and you know she loves those parents and she loves those kids and. And we were there, and we went, we, we were there for three days, and, and I met so many of those precious kids and the parents, and, and uh, you know, I was so touched the three days. I didn't preach, I'd speak some, but I didn't preach, I let Josie do it, because I wanted to see exactly what she was doing. And I want you to know, when we support her, we're, we're supporting Jesus Christ, because they're, they're bringing, she's bringing change to so many Josie may be watching right now. I don't even know because it's, uh, it's, it's uh, 1 o'clock. Well, it's 1 o'clock in the morning there, so I doubt that she's watching at the moment. So almost 1 o'clock. Anyway, uh, thank you for your support. And you that are watching, you that are watching. Now, we show this little portion. This is not our web page. This is just a little portion that's on our web page. But it's the place where you click, and you'll see that on our web page. And you can go and click on that right there, and you can support, tell us it's missions or whatever it is. 
and uh, we will uh, whatever you give it goes strictly every bit of it goes to missions we don't keep one bit for the church or the ministry everything that's designated missions goes to we, we support you've heard me say every month a uh, hundred kids a day we feed them three times a day we give them academics and not only academics I mean it's a grade school we got teachers from the first to the twelfth grade and not only do they get academics but they get two two hours of Bible two hours of Bible teaching a day along with academics and we've been doing this for years and so uh, when you support and you give to this ministry, I want you to know you're blessing people. And, and that's what it's all about. Well, did you get blessed? Did you really get blessed? Give Jesus, come on, give him a great hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. And I'd like to say hello to my sweet sister, Merle. Uh, uh, I don't know when she she was supposed to come out here in January, but her son um, her son got some changes and they're not coming. But she's going to be coming out here. Our sweet sister, she just we, she just so precious. She watched all our kids when uh, we would go on ministry trips, and she had five, and and she took I, th I think she had five, didn't she? And she took care of our four. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must have been like? She had five and took care of our four, so she must have had a lot of fun <laughs> and a lot of attitude challenges. But uh, anyway, I want to say hello to my sister and let her know I love her and appreciate her, and she's always supporting our ministry all the time, and I thank her for her support. And I want to say to people that's watching and you, last Sunday was absolutely incredible the way you treated my my beautiful wife, and she's got that necklace on today that y'all gave her. Come on up here real quick. Uh, she's got that necklace on, and... Uh, I added a little diamond to it. <laughs> now, now, when she said she added it, we didn't go buy it. I mean, I didn't have to explain that. She already had it. Uh, but uh, she did put...